We're putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Oh, this is gonna be fun. We can stand late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making what? Because people have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I'm not going to give you a can question. You st- can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. I can, you st- can see Russia from my house. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Uh, we, um, like drink box water bottles. I don't know. A proof is a proof. What kind of proof? It's a proof. Here come the players. Champions. 
tiny town, but this camp, just huge impact. That's awesome. That's awesome. Talk about some of the musical influences in your life. When you, what, what did you listen to when you were growing up? Sure. I have an older sister that's three years older than me, and she would sing every single day. So I would listen to a lot of what she listened to. She'd be singing Selena, um, like Celine Dion, Mariah Carey. Carrie She's Canadian, you know. Uh, Celine Dion's Canadian, just so you know. We're from Canada, so we're, we're oh, proud yeah. of her. I know all about that. Justin Bieber's yeah, from so here too, so. but Classic singers like that. My dad was really into classic rock, so I listened to a lot of Queen, ELO, Journey. And then I'll say personally, when I started getting really into singing on my own, Carrie Job was really influential yeah. to me, and so was Francesca Battistelli. Obviously, oh, yeah. another big CCM artist. Yeah, that's that's cool. So, talk about this journey. You're in university, and mm-hmm. you you kind of met this guy, and and maybe talk about your husband now, and how you sure. met. Sure. Well, Rocco is my sweet NHL playing husband, and I met him while I was working at Olive Garden one night. <laughs> I attended um, UND, and that's where he was attending his freshman year of college. I was still in high school. But when I went to college the next year, I met him literally like the weekend before I started college. I never dated anyone in my life. He hadn't either. I knew I had a really clear picture in mind of like who I wanted to marry. And I don't mean that in terms of like their occupation or what they look like, but I more so meant like their faith and who they were as a person. And so when I met Rocco, I honestly knew right away I was going to marry him. (laughs) It was kind of crazy. But yeah, so we met when I was 18, he was 19. We dated in college for two years and then he went pro. And then I finished my music education degree the next two years, did super long distance. Maybe we'd see each other a couple days every four or five months. And then we got married in 2016. And ever since then, we've just been moving around for hockey. Oh, wow. Now I I have to ask this question, but did he tip you well that night, the first night? (laughs) Okay, I wasn't the server. Oh, okay. I was just the host. Okay, okay. So you don't tip the <laughs> yeah, host, right? There's no pressure. But did you see that he tipped the server well? Did you did you see that or were you aware of that? You know, I wasn't watching too closely for that. <laughs> I'm just messing he with was you. Shy, though. His mom actually came in with him because his mom was helping him and his friend move into their apartment for the school year. And so she and I were actually more so doing the talking. Okay. And I kind of told her, I was like, Yeah, I want to do Christian music and ministry someday and Rocco was actually pretty shy. I think he had been pretty famous, pretty young. So he was pretty reserved when it came to the thought of dating. And he really wanted to make sure that he was, you know, picking someone that wasn't just like, oh, you play hockey. But I guess as they were leaving the restaurant, his mom was like, that Abby girl was pretty nice. <laughs> and Rocco kind of thought it was weird because he's like, she would, she never encourages me with anyone like that. So <laughs> that's cool. Got the mom's blessing. That, that is awesome. Now, a few weeks ago, and uh, Rocco went playing for the, the, uh, the Predators. We just got a n- little clip here we want to play. Back for Grimaldi, give and go. He scores! Another shot, they score! Grimaldi again! Grimaldi scores! Take it away. Here comes Grimaldi. Grimaldi has three. He's looking for four. Grimaldi scores! How cool was that game? Four goals. Were you there that game? Yes. I don't miss a game. No? And that's exactly why. <laughs> four goals. Now, how proud were you of him that night? 
That was absolutely crazy. And he had been on a scoreless streak for a while. So when he scored the first one, it was like, thank God. And then he scored the next one. And I actually just made a TikTok about this today. Just kind of a highlight reel of my footage throughout the game. But I remember I was taking a little video of them announcing his second goal, and he scored third, and I'm like, ah, ah. like there's a screen. <laughs> That's cool. And then the fourth was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, we follow you on on the on the socials, and and the one thing I will say, you're you're proud of your husband, but the one thing you were proud of him when he read the Bible in 23 days, uh, yeah, I thought that was one. very, very cool. Uh, and we're not here to talk about Rocky, though. We're here to talk about you, and we want to talk about um, – uh, the song Faith Funk. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that song, the writing process and what's behind it. Yeah, I wrote it over a year ago. I was by myself and I wrote it in like 40 minutes, which is how a lot of my best songs come. Wow. <laughs> I think Nashville culture is collaborative writing typically where you're writing with someone. And I've done a lot of writing with other people via FaceTime when COVID hit or in person. But this one, I was just inspired. I was honestly feeling kind of frustrated. And so I wrote this song called Faith Funk. And the premise of it, it's kind of like, I, I know that I should believe and I know that I should have faith and I should always be at peace. I should always be joyful. I should always trust God. But right now, God, I'm just like really frustrated. And mm. it's just this honest conversation of like, why is every day so stressful? Why is every prayer a no? And um, what I think is amazing, though, is that there's this one line in it that we actually kind of changed a little bit later on, me and the producer. And the, the line that I think really gets me is like, the things that I'm chasing are not everything. And so it reminds me that like, why do we get in a faith funk? We put ourselves in faith funks because I think a lot of the time we focus more on earthly things than on the things of Christ. Mm. And that's easier said than done, of course. But who hasn't been in a faith funk? I'm yeah. pretty sure we all have. And that being said, I'm going to be in a faith funk so many more times yeah. in my life about different things. And I've just, I think this song has been such a beautiful reminder to me. Anytime I've done any interviews for it, people will be like, Oh, so you learned that lesson. Like, yeah, but I feel like I just wrestle with that lesson the rest of my life. Like I'm going to be in faith funks in the future. And I'm always just going to have to like push for the truth and, you know, keep walking that path. Oh man. So what are you working on now? Do you have other songs, other projects on the go? Yes. And I will be making an announcement probably within the next seven to 10 days. I'll be making an announcement for something wink that's coming. Okay. Okay. But you can't say it. So we'll just, something's coming though. Yeah. There's, there's more too. I'm in the studio this month and probably next month with like a larger scale of what's going on speaking very vaguely okay of course yeah we just don't want to break it on the edge of tomfoolery (laughs) but uh (laughs) but if you did there's something coming that's good and and um yeah yeah, we we know of another um uh you know a guy that played with the nashville predators and his wife sang too i don't know uh there was mike fisher and his wife went on she she did okay for herself right the yeah no big deal Um, and, and so something's coming next. How can folks follow you if they want to follow you on the socials? Where can they get a hold of you? You can just search Abby Grimaldi on pretty much any mode. Facebook, I actually have a pretty good community of followers there. I'll do Facebook lives sometimes. Instagram is probably my main one, just Abby Grimaldi 23. My YouTube channel, I put videos on sometimes. I have Twitter. 
which is basically just a Rocco Grimaldi fan account. <laughs> and then I'm new on TikTok, but I'm going to focus on that. We're a trying, lot we're trying to convince Bob to focus on the TikTok a lot, but he's, he's holding out on me. So Bobby, you going to go to the talk of the tick? I'll think about it. <laughs> and, and it's St- intimidating. And Stevie was wondering about, weren't you wondering about the, if she was related at all to the house of Grimaldi? Is that what That's- you that was what I was curious about. Like it's, it's a famous last name in the big formula one race in Monaco is coming up and it's all about the house of Grimaldi. And so I just was, was trying to find Could out. Could you be related to the prince and princess? If I'm a secret princess? Yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. I'm oh, definitely oh, a secret yeah. princess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah. <laughs> I've got to be right. Oh. Yeah. Grimaldi, you know, <laughs> that, that's awesome. Well, listen, Abby, thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to go to break. Thanks for being a part of things tonight. Thanks guys. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Welcome back to the show. That was great talking to Abby Grimaldi and hearing her story. And uh, for listeners off off air, um, when she called in, we were doing another interview with Chico Resch, and we would have been on longer, but I think she and Chico talked for. <laughs> or Chico, sorry, let me rephrase that. I think Chico talked to her for about ten minutes. He's just going on and on about something. Hey, listen, you're from. UND, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevie was, was able to make was, a sandwich. Well, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think you were able to make a sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, we're going to talk more on the show here. We've got things to discuss. And uh, you know what we want to talk about? You know what we want to talk about? We talk about the music. We talk about the sports. We talk about the politics. And uh, you know what? Let's talk sports. To bring you the constant variety of sports. Tom Foolery's Wide World of Sports, and uh, there's lots going on, lots we want to talk about. And uh, last night, the Montreal Canadiens, we'll talk about this. Brady Kachuk has been on the ice since the start of this overtime. He has not been able to get off. Two and a half. Petrie to Caulfield scores! Paul Caulfield, his first NHL goal is a game winner in overtime. There we go. That's loud. Cole Caulfield of the uh, Montreal Canadiens scored his very first NHL goal last night. Did that do anything for you, Steve, at all? Uh, you know, someone's got to score somewhere for you know. So that, that, that's just how it are you is. bitter at all today? Uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little extra salty on some of those things, but uh, it's not been the easiest season. I'll just say that. Mark Webb reached out to me last night. He he's originally from Edmonton out there, and he had some unsavory things to say about the Flames, and we were going to try and get him on the show, but. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to find someone on the Edmonton Oilers bandwagon this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Listen, uh, we also want to talk about uh, last week, the Toronto Blue Jays and Vladdy Guerrero. Two and one. 
Swing and a drive. Get up, ball. Get out of here. And grand slam for Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Isn't that something? There's more. 3 2 pitch. Swing and a drive. Deep to center. Get up, ball. Get out of here. Gone. His second home run of the night to straightaway center. The fifth. Swing and a drive. Get up, ball. Get out of here. How about a three homer night for Vladdy? A three homer night for Vladdy Guerrero. Did you see those home runs, Stevie? Oh yeah, I, I watched them all. I even I even did the old. Uh, you have to watch it again on the replay, where you have to watch commercials. You know. Oh, the, you watched commercials. Yeah. I watched commercials to see this three home run game. So, because of course it's ne- it's never the one you PVR. That's the one. Uh, I know, it. I know. Bobby, did you watch it all? Did you see the replay? I I saw all the replays. Yeah, that oh. was that was really good. It doesn't Buck do a good job? Oh, he does. Yeah, just. In a Dave, he's Van, no Dave Van Horn, but he's getting close. He, he's getting close. Yeah, he's he's kind of Tom Cheekish. Get up, ball! Get out of here! I saw him do that. Get out of here, and it hit the top of the wall. Oh, it was yeah. just like, oh, oh no. man, get out of here! Oh, it's off the top of the wall. It's kind of <laughs> now. George Springer, they've been waiting a while for him to get going. He got going, and on Saturday, hit two home runs, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday, he got pulled in the sixth inning. They were saying something that he was tired, didn't have his afternoon nap. I don't know how accurate oh, that is. Man. Uh, well, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking i got to leave early tonight because. Yeah. Uh, they call it lo- load management now versus uh, what the kids are calling it. Load so, management, eh? Load management. Just make sure he's not, you know, doesn't tire himself out. Okay. We also yeah. want to talk in baseball down in Atlanta. They're going full bore. They're going full crowds as of May the 7th. How does that make you feel, Bob Morris? A little scary. Does it make you feel a little scared? A little bit. That's uh, it's pretty tight. That's that's kind of like sardines in there, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think, Stevie? Does it make you think like we're almost through this pandemic, or does it make you feel like they're just trying to make a point? If I'm ranking America by like loose cannon states, <laughs> Texas Texas is number one with the whole, right? So that doesn't surprise yeah. me. I think Georgia's got to be top five for me. Oh, okay. I, I would have said it would go Texas, Florida, Georgia, but like. Uh, you know, what about loose cannon provinces and or territories? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's Alberta. Okay. I, I live here. I know. And then probably like, I don't, I just don't know about PEI. They oh, I know. They're like KG and of green who? <laughs> yeah, they're a KG. They're, they're and a none of it. None of it's got some problems too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's no Northwest Territories. <laughs> uh, we were, uh, we have a little bit. We're going to play it now. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> the prophecy of tomfoolery. The prophecy of tomfoolery, where we talk about something, and it comes true on the next episode. Uh, we've been talking about the uh, pulled hamstring of Aaron Judge for the last several weeks, and it has not come true. But we are continuing to prophesy about that. But the uh, yeah. one thing we talked about on the last episode was the seven inning no hitter. And whether you asterisk that, do you remember us talking about that? Whether you asterisk that or not. And do you keep that in the same realm when someone does a seven inning perfect game or a no hitter? Is it, it, is there as much fanfare? I want you to listen to the announcer. He couldn't be more unenthused about calling the no hitter. Madison Baumgartner. He gets a little excited at the end, but right field. Rojas is there, Madison Bumgarner, 
A complete game shutout. No hits for the Braves in seven. And the Diamondbacks sweep the doubleheader. They win game two, seven, nothing. Look at that right there. That says it all. I want to say two things, then I'm going to go celebrate with the guys. I want to thank these shadows in Atlanta. They helped me out a good bit. That's pretty awesome. And I want to thank Rob Manfred for making these seven inning games. <laughs> that was Madison Baumgartner. Yeah. Uh, definite asterisk, but you hear the announcer. He's like, shut out, complete game. And then, oh, yeah, the other team had no hits. It's like, what is with that? Like, yeah. it just drives me nuts. Yeah, and he said in seven just to make sure everyone understood. And even <laughs> even Madison there is like, thanks for the, like, yeah. they, they all know that they're not, like, you know, all of this COVID stuff. When we're all past it, yeah. there's going to be a lot of action. When will that be? When will that be? Is anyone, is the seven, I, is that going to disappear? The seven inning I, doubleheader? Oh, yeah. I, I'm asterisking my son's grade two year. Like, <laughs> yes, he attended grade two, but like asterisks. I don't know how much he really got out of it. Right? Uh, oh, mercy. Uh, we had, um, uh, there was a like a, a, a couple, I think COVID is getting to a lot of people. And I think it was getting to the Mets and the Phillies recently. Oh, and now he is hit. So after Alvarado came up and in with the first pitch, he drills him at 100 miles an hour with the next pitch. 3-2 coming. And Dom goes down swinging, and Alvarado extricates himself from the jam. And we've got a lot of oh. screaming and yelling going on, and now Alvarado inviting Dom Smith to come at him, and both benches have emptied. This goes back to the Conforto hit by pitch from Alvarado in New York a few weeks ago. And Alvarado clearly was inviting that confrontation. This is all about Alvarado and him taking offense to the Mets taking offense to him drilling a couple of players. I love that. He took offense to them taking offense. So he's offended. Is that Joe Biden on the call there, or what's what's, what's happening there? I don't know, but COVID's gotten us going batty, and they they just, they you know, I'm offended that you're offended by that, so I'm going to be offended. And it's just this never-ending, and and it all boils back, Bob, you know what what it boils back to. Uh, When you hit someone in close, when they're standing too close to the plate, you know who started this whole thing. Uh, Well, that was an incident. I punched Mickey Mantle in the mouth. What? Yeah, I punched him, and they took him to the hospital, and then they canceled the rest of the week. You punched who in the mouth? Mickey Mantle. (laughs) What happened? Well, you know, we were playing a game, and, uh, you know, I was pitching, and I was really, you know, throwing some smoke. And uh, Joe Pepitone, he was up, and, man, that guy, you know, he was crowding the plate. Wow, Joe Pepitone. Yeah, well, Joe Pepitone or not, I own the inside of that plate. So, you know, I throw one, you know, inside, you know, a little chin music right on his pants. Because I got to intimidate, you know, when I'm on the mound. Well, the next pitch, he's right back in the same place. So I had to plunk him. (laughs) Yeah, plunked him. Oh, yeah. Well, he throws down his bat. He comes racing up to the mound. Next thing, both benches are cleared, you know. A brouhaha breaks out between the guys in the camp, you know, and the old Yankee players. And as I'm trying to get Moose Scar on off of one of my teammates, you know, somebody pulls me from behind, you know, and I turned around and I popped him. I looked down and, whoa, man, it's Mickey. <laughs> there you go. That was the, 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 the mother of all uh, bench-clearing brawls back in the day. Oh, uh, Cosmo. 
Uh, speaking of baseball, and we'll, we'll leave on this note, baseball, there are some cutout figures that are supposed to be at TD Place in Dunedin. Have you spotted them yet, Steve? Steve, we had cutouts there last year, and now there's cutouts of Steve Height, and there's another cutout of me there, but I haven't spotted it yet. I've been looking all over, and I, I haven't seen them yet, but uh, I'm optimistic. The, the, they, you know what I don't like? They cut the people's heads off right behind home plate. Uh, just because you can't see them on the TV shot, but yeah, the, like the b- baseball stays. It's, it's a pretty consistent sport. Just show the us for a bit in the cutouts, right? Like <laughs> yeah. we know what's happening. You we know? know we don't need to see George Springer pull something or yeah, out. They, ra- they rarely swing first pitch, right? So just give us a longer pan. You know, <laughs> it'll be fine. I I should. Hey, we've got brand new music. We want to talk about. I'm brand- So we're talking new music and Christian music this week. Mercy Me, Inhale, Exhale. Let me tell you, that if you haven't had a chance to see some of their new music videos, I got to see them in concert. Uh, they did an online concert on Friday night, and it was something else. It was fantastic. And uh, I want to play a little bit about from that interview. They talked about, uh, Bart Miller talks about writing with his son and just all how that came about. Way is a for me. It's a proud dad moment because it features my oldest son. You know, I've encouraged Sam to write with different people and practice being a songwriter. And so, if I get the story correct, him and a couple of guys were writing, and one of them had heard that like an American Idol or somebody was looking for songs for their early commercials. And there's some of these places that'll play that'll pay you just like a, a not much like a flat rate for your songs or whatever. And so they were trying to do that and came up with this chorus and Sam showed it to me. I was like, man, this is really, really good. This is better than, you know, a couple of hundred bucks or whatever they're going to pay you. And so I played it for the guys and I played it for a president of our label. And he was like, man, he goes, you need to, this should, you need to finish this and put it on y'all's record and let your son actually make money as a songwriter and not just, you know, give it away. And, and then, so I had this like, okay, this is gonna be an awkward conversation where it's like, you did really good. Now, daddy wants your song. <laughs> That's what I felt like. And so, so yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And, and he was so excited about it. And so I came in and helped him finish the verses. And then uh, I tried to sing a demo. My voice was shot. And so I got through a verse or so. And I was like, Sam, just sing the rest of it. I can't, I can't sing. Because Sam was not supposed to sing on it. It was going to be our song that he wrote. And then it was like, why don't we feature yeah. him? His voice is killer. And that would be amazing. And I'm sitting there going, oh, thank you, Lord. Because it kind of it, it, it solved. He gets a chance to be on it. And, I mean, I absolutely love the song. And never thought in a million years that... I would have a child that while I'm still in mercy me would sing on a mercy me record. So any aspirations of uh, drew singing on any project with you, bomb Gilead or anything, Steve? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I we, uh, we got a, a piano the other day for my kids. Cause my, my daughter Leah's really, really wants one. And uh, I had to admit that I, uh, I took three years of the, what is it? The Royal conservatory. Oh, Ontario no way. Music. Yeah. Yeah. I took three years and, and uh, I was, uh, asked to leave the, the my my by my piano my my piano teacher requested that my my parents take me out of the of the of, of the, the program of the program and so oh that's a that's a that's that's not good Steve yeah and so I I don't I hope that maybe like Mike so I've been doing the app the simply piano app to try to learn how to 
You know, I've I've got up to Baby Shark. I can play Baby Shark on the piano now. Baby Shark. Hey, could maybe Tanya would like to donate my guitar? Maybe that Leah would like to learn to play the guitar. No, she would love that. She's a she's an old soul, Bruce, and so she would love she would love the eighties. So brand new music out this week. We talked about Mercy Me, their project Inhale Exhale. Uh, Riley Clemens and uh, the new song, uh, actually the uh, the new album, which is called Godsend, is coming out June the fourth. And she has a new song that was just released this week. I'm not alone. Matt Carney has January Flower coming out May twenty first, and this week uh, he's got a new song out. Say it now. And Lincoln Brewster, Perfect Love. And that is out this week. So those are projects you need to check out. Great songs. Download them on your latest stream. And vinyls of the week. I have been, the last few weeks, been collecting some classic vinyl, going to the record shops here, and I'm going to, in no particular order. Uh, Oh, this is for my kids. Oh, that's a nice one. There you go. The Great Musical. And uh, let me just see the next one here. Oh, the 25th Anniversary. What record shop are you going to? <laughs> it's classics. It's re-released. So, and and then I've got another one. The singles oh, from YouTube. That's a classic right there. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look and at then, you go. And then for my wife, I got this one. Oh, the Grease soundtrack. So, I know. Wow. So we're talking shows the the uh, you know Grease and and we're talking about the Greatest Showman. And I do like a good musical. I do. And I wanted to tell a story. I went, I went actually with your brother, Phil. I went to, to uh, Vegas, and there was five of us in Vegas, and we went dune bugging the desert. We went out to, we just, it was a guy's trip. We were going go-karting. We were going dune bugging. We, we may have gone to a casino. We did a few things, and it was a guy's night and guy's weekend. And then I stopped, and I said, hey, Celine's in town. Do you guys want to go see the show? And your brother, Phil, and all of them looked at me like, are you out of your mind <laughs> We're not going to see any musical. There's yeah. no way. And anyway, so I, I, I just kind of said, oh, I'll, I'll bring my wife and we'll come back. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not really the style of the hype man. I'll tell you that right now, Bruce. So not what really was your, and then I remember I grew up in a house where I wasn't allowed to go to movies. I wasn't, mm. it was just frowned upon more than yeah. frowned upon. It was no, you're a Baptist. Prohibited. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was prohibited. So I remember getting invited by someone, and I didn't know what it was. I just said, we're going to the show. We're going to see Grease. And I'm like, what's Grease? Like, I was thinking Grease from the car, right? I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like 12 or something, 10 or 12 at the time. Uh, so I didn't go. But do you remember what your first ever movie that you went to see? Do you remember your first ever movie? And we didn't call them movies because I'm Baptist. I call them films. films and I did yeah. it with a couple of syllables in it. Do you remember your I- first movie, Bobby? He's mm. thinking. While he's thinking, uh, do I don't think I can. You, you don't think? Do you, you do you remember what your first movie was, Stevie? Oh yeah, I remember because like you, movies were prohibited in my household, uh, and so I was at uh, at Pleasant Bay Camp with all my camp friends. Oh boy! And uh, and we uh, we drove into the movie theater in Trenton, Ontario. Oh, the Center Theater. You can call it Quinny West all you want, but it's always going to be Trenton to me. Uh, and so we went to the Trenton movie theater, and uh, I think there were, I think were there, uh, there were two two theaters. You could get one of two shows you could watch maybe at the theater in Trenton. And uh, and on that night, 
they were both playing Jumanji. So that <laughs> both was, ones. That was the yeah, choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, oh, this movie's really good, so we're gonna put it in both our theaters. And uh, so I. Uh, that, that was, was your first one, first one, eh? My it very was... first one was Adventures in Babysitting. I, oh wow! Yeah, and it's been re-released, I think, on a TV format now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's something on the kids' Disney Network or something like that. But crazy times, crazy times for sure. And now I, I mean. When was the last time you went to a movie theater? And when will the next time you go to a movie theater? Because uh, of all this COVID stuff. I found out during the last lockdown, just before Christmas, you could rent the entire movie theater and watch whatever movie you wanted. And you had Christmas movies and just rent the whole movie theater and then have your family and friends and watch in there. Wow. You still do that? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't, but. Yeah, lockdown, though. You... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, but I didn't, so. Uh, we, we want to transition now because Bob is just, I can see his ears burning, wanting to talk about politics and, um, <laughs> there you go, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. there it is. Steaming. Steaming. we're talking politics and, uh, president Joe Biden addressed Congress this week. And so we're going to hear part of that. The president of the United States of America. We have to do more than just build back better to build back. We have to build back better with regard to Russia. I know it concerns some of you, but I made very clear to Putin that we're not going to seek ex- 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 excuse me, escalation. Putting Biden in this position of leading the world's democracies is elder abuse. His incoherence is not new, but it surely can't go on. There will have to be a presidential resignation shortly. Listen to this from only a couple of weeks ago. The only way to spare more pain and more loss, the only way these millstones no longer mark our national mourning, these milestones, I should say, no, no longer mo- mark our national mourning. Have you ever gotten the word wrong before, Bob, where you went to say a word in something different like that? Well, occasionally, but not usually the whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I I will tell you, and I I feel I I feel bad. We 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 joke about the stuff. We have to make light about it. But the man is seventy eight and running the yeah. free world, and and I I do think it's elder abuse. I really do. Um, this week I'm uh, because we're homeschooling right now, and and my uh, middle child Eva is going through and working on business, and she proclaimed she she showed up one night at supper time with her computer in hand and said, "I'm out." I'm like, well, "What are you out on?" She goes, "I'm not taking over the business." I'm out. If someone wants to take over the business, it's up to Isaac and Faith because I'm out. So, wow. Yeah, she proclaimed that. And then she, she wanted to talk about what type of systems, capitalist system, communism, talking about market-based uh, command systems, all these different type of, of financial systems. And then she wanted to know what type of uh, system bartending was. She goes, what, what, is it a market system? Or is it command with bartending? I'm like, bartending? What? Like, and then I look and I'm like, it says bartering. <laughs> I'm like, it's completely different. She's like, oh, right. Millstones, milestones, tomato, <laughs> tomato. If, if, if you're listening, I'm sorry about this, but like, Bruce, you may not want her to take over the business. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm, if she's listening with Tanya right now, sorry, yeah. ladies, but. It's a pretty good, fa- it's a well-known fact. Tanya's probably not listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not worried. I can, I can tell her that, but yeah. It's- oh, lockdowns continue in Ontario. And uh, how are things going out West, uh, Steve? Are they, are they locking down at all? Are they talking about locking down? Oh no, yeah, no, we 
Yeah, uh, we got way too many cowboys and ranches to ever lock anyone down. We got we got the uh, wide open spaces. Isn't that isn't that how the song yeah. goes? Mm-hmm. This is uh, yeah. So I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they're they're uh, going through for the we're trying run. to we're trying to vaccinate like I, I I've been vaccinated now, so we're trying to vaccinate like no one's business. Like they're really aggressive. What, which one did you get? Oh, I got the AstraZeneca one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's better than getting COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take yeah, it. I'll take it too. Yeah, I haven't been yet. Have you been, Bob? I get it tomorrow. Oh, whoa, Bobby! That's good. That's good. Yeah, they they've got to get it rolled out more. And I look at other countries that are like I look at Israel, and I look at other countries. Though my wife was telling me a story. This was she told me two fascinating stories. She should be a writer for the program. She really should, mm. because she told me a story about a twenty six uh, week pregnant woman who gave birth on a Delta flight. And right in the middle of the flight, and she didn't know she was pregnant. She was 26 weeks pregnant, and then all of a sudden went into labor. And can you imagine if you didn't know you were were pregnant, and then all of a sudden delivered the baby on the flight? That was a fascinating story. That'd be scary. I mean, mean, I'd be questioning what was happening. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm male especially, but even if I want to be male. That's true. Yeah, because you're male. Um, What's what's happening? uh, Also, uh, there was a... um, Everyone talks about Australia and New Zealand. I think there was a cricket team from New Zealand that went to play a match in India, and they were told that if they come back into the country, they're going straight to jail. Oh. Because they're in India, they are not welcome back in their own country. How, like, that's why they don't have the COVID there. Uh, mm. Yeah, so that's there's some there's some I mean there's some crazy stuff going on. I'll say I that mean right now. we can't do that. We we can't go to Quebec or to Manitoba for obvious reasons, but um, we could go to Calgary probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm crashing. Why would you go to Quebec or Manitoba? <laughs> yeah. That's just that's your prerogative. That's your prerogative. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Do you follow the Babylon Bee? Oh, I've I've found a few good ones on there. Oh, uh, my my favorite on the Babylon Bee is the it, it was a, a picture of a guy and he's wearing a seatbelt and it says the CDC has come out recommending wearing seatbelts when not in the car. <laughs> and it yeah. the number of people that get offended and go oh I take offense to any like the Babylon Bee is a complete satire uh, article and tweet and the number of people that get fooled into thinking it's actual fact. That that is entertainment right there to me. I don't know. Oh yeah, there's there's some real and and the Beaverton's another one that people are always yeah, yeah. like the, quoting. It's like, do I, we have to put in bold letter satire? Like, <laughs> can you can you? <laughs> I know, um, I know, and um, yeah, you know, we talked about it uh, in in one of our radio broadcasts, and we'd love for you to tune in on Tuesday nights to ninety one X. We talked about the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in our country. And Bob, do you remember the top two lines, the top two things that it says in the very first line of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada? Uh, the supremacy of God, I yeah. think you said, and uh, adhering to the law. The rule of law. Rule is of law. Two. Yeah, you got it. Number one and number two. And so that's what our Charter of Rights and, and Freedoms is based on. So it's a good idea to read that again. And um, uh, yeah, just interesting days that we are in. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. You know what that means, boys? The time has come to an end. Mm-hmm. That went quick. It did. Uh, I want to thank Abby Grimaldi for joining us tonight. 
and uh, we wish uh, her all the best in her music career. I, I really kind of wanted to get out of her. What's happening in seven to ten days? Like, there's a there's an announcement. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, it's coming. She was. I she think was we could have squeezed her and got you it out. Almost heard it here first. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? It's like you know, it goes to the label and says, "Sorry, I let the cat out of the bag on the edge of tomfoolery." I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, that would not go well. Not go well. No. <laughs> hey, listen, we know that there's a lot of podcasts out there, and uh, there's a lot of podcasts and shows a lot better than us. Really, they there are, but we want to <laughs> truly. <laughs> There really is. But we want to thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen mm-hmm. here. And we hope that we have lightened your evening and lightened your day. And uh, what's the website that they can go to, Stevie, just if they want to get some info? It's edgeoftomfoolery.com. Edgeoftomfoolery.com. For The Edge, my name is Bruce Mackey. I'm Bob Morris. I am Zeus Arbuckle. Zeus Arbuckle it is. Have a great week, folks. We'll see you next week.